Hi everyone and welcome to Small Town News. Today we're going to be going over a small town called Innisarden, which is where I live. My family and I moved here when I was 8 years old and we renovated our entire house. Most of the houses in Innisarden were built in the 1970s, so most of my neighbors have renovated their houses too. Alright, so to start off, we're just going to be doing a little bit of an overview of Innisarden in general. So, it's a small neighborhood in Shoreline, Washington. It's considered more of a retirement neighborhood than anything else. This website gives a description of Innisarden that I'm going to be reading. It says, Innisarden has spacious houses capped at four single-family houses per an acre with protected views. Composed of natural reserves and ravines, the neighborhood of more than 675 acres is crisscrossed by streets without sidewalks or overhead streetlights. Now as retirees and homeowners who purchased pre-70s begin downsizing, available homes are starting to pop up. The medium value of all single-family houses, not just those recently sold, in the 98177 zip code, which includes in a sardine, was around $405,000 in March, which is up 0.6% year over year and up 1% month over month, according to the Zillow Home Value Index. Innisarden also has a 55 out of 100 walk score. Okay, so now for like the fifth time, we're gonna be trying to interview my brother Ben about how he likes living in Innisarden. So, do you like living in Innisarden, Ben? Yes, I do, it's pretty great. Okay, what would you rate Innisarden out of 10? I'd give it a solid eight. Pretty good, pretty good. So, what's your experience been like living in Innisarden? It's been pretty great. I really feel like the people here make it such a wholesome community. Oh, that was no, so stupid. That was deep. No, I'm so it. Okay, thank you, Ben. Okay, the next person we're going to be interviewing is my mom. So, do you like living in Innisarden? I do. That's good. And what would you rate Innisarden out of 10? A 9. That's a very good score. Okay, and what is your experience being like living here in terms of the neighborhood? It's a very friendly neighborhood. A lot of the families around us are older, so you kids don't have much in terms of uh, neighborhood friends to play with, but we have wonderful neighbors. We have a beautiful view. And we have lots of space around the house to enjoy outdoor activities. So definitely Innisarden is pretty cool. We have all the beach trails and the hiking trails. It's a lot of nature, very close to the city. Yes, it is. Okay, thank you. Okay, so now for like the fifth or sixth time, we're gonna be trying to interview my brother, Joshua. So, Josh, do you like living in Innisarden? Yes. That's good. 
What would you rate Anna Sarden out of 10? Uh, 10. That's great. Is there a reason why? Uh, yes, because as my friends are here, and so are, is my family. That's and a good reason. a lot of pets. Yep. So, what is your experience being like living in Anna Sarden? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good? What's some things that you've done here? Uh, well, obviously, I've gone to school. Right. Um, and... No, I mean, like, what are things you've done in Anna Sarden? Like, have you gone to swimming? No, no. Yes, um, you have. Oh, uh, wait. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Okay, um, okay. Uh, I do. I used to do swimming. Um, and I do. I did Zoom meetings with my friends. Oh, that's nice. Um, do you like our neighbors? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Joshua. So the last person I'm going to be interviewing is my dad. Do you like living in Innisarden? Yes, I love living in Innisarden. Okay, what would you rate Innisarden out of 10? A 9. That's pretty good. And what's your favorite thing about Innisarden? I love the trails, I like the neighborhood, the people, everything is close by. Just love it overall. A lot of favorite things. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Now time for an ad break with Domino's. On Wednesday night, my dad is supposed to cook dinner for the whole family, but he always ends up calling Domino's pizza. Domino's isn't just pizza anymore. They have a full menu to choose from with pasta, wings, calzones, and more. My mom doesn't seem to mind. Now she calls Wednesday nights Domino's nights. So here's a little history of Inna Sarden. Inna Sarden was previously owned by William E. Boeing, who owns Boeing like the airline. And he came west in 1903 to Grays Harbor, where he received an inheritance of $1 million and some timberlands, which is when he began to get into the logging business. So he established the Greenwood Timber Company in Seattle and then was able to purchase a property in the Highlands. And in 1914, he moved to his new house there, which is now an official King County landmark. He ended up marrying Bertha Potter Pashal in 1921, and they began to acquire properties together in the area just north of their house, which a lot of had been owned by the Pigeon Mill Company. The land eventually would become in a sardin, but for the time being was just Boeing's private game reserve where he and his friends would hang out and go hunting. Then a little later on, Charles Lindbergh came and toured the U.S. in September of 1927 after his successful flight across the Atlantic Ocean, where one of his stops was Seattle, and he was already acquainted with Boeing. And there's a story that Boeing snuck Lindbergh in and out of the Highlands for a private get-together where they did hunting on 10th Street, which was 
basically out the back door of his Highlands house. So then by 1937, Bowling started developing an interest in horses. So they donated their Highlands house to the Children's Orthopedic and moved to Redmond in their 500-acre farm. At their Redmond farm, they raised horses because that's what he was into. And a little backtracking a little bit, when they were getting prepared to move to their Redmond house, they developed the properties that they had acquired in the Highlands, and Mrs. Boeing was given the honor of naming a subdivision of their north properties, which she named Inisarden, which means High Grazing Meadow. It was the name her aunt had given her own estate in Greenwich, Connecticut, where Bertha had spent a lot of time as a young person, and now that estate in Connecticut is a golf club with the same name. So then, a little later on, Hugh Russell was in charge of sales, and according to Chuck Taylor, who is a child of Happy Valley and Richmond Beach Pioneers, Two homes were built on Innisarden Drive in 1941. They were the Allards, who built a house on the south side of the street, and the Perifields, who built one on the north side. Today, only the residents on the south side at 837 Innisarden Drive can still be identified as a 1941 house. And then World War II pretty much stopped the building of houses for a while, but then a little bit later, in 1944, Chuck Taylor himself built the third house in Sarden, and the address for that is 18514 Ridgefield Road. So adding on to the little bit of background history about Sarden. I guess you could say that Innisarden consists of three separately platted sections back then, and as it was mentioned, the first plat was filled in 1941, then the plat for Innisarden number two was filled by William and Bertha Boeing on December 20th, 1945, and the third plat, Innisarden number three, was filled on April 27th, 1949. And then, after that, the development really started taking off in the 1950s when really pretty homes were built and they filled very quickly and all the vacant lots started going away and being built on. So the next segment of this podcast episode is basically going to be me doing a review and general overview on most of my basically adjacent neighbors. And then after that, we're going to be doing a deep dive on one of the neighbors because, I don't know, there's a lot of information about him out there. So yeah, let's get started. second ad and this one is sponsored by liberty mutual insurance at liberty mutual insurance we offer optional better car replacement coverage with our auto policies 
If your car is totaled, we'll replace it with one that's a model year newer and has 15,000 miles or less, which makes saying goodbye to your old car a little bit easier. Thank you, Liberty Mutual. So I'm going to start off with my neighbor to my right. He's in general really nice. His name is Sig Hansen. We're going to be doing a deep dive on him later just because there's a lot of information about him out there. But he's a reality TV show star. In general, he's he seems nice, kind of. He's like returned a couple of our balls, but he does like throw parties that three in the morning and has a really mean pit bull. But other than that, he's super sweet. He's like given us a king crab once because that's what he does for a living. And other than that, he's a pretty private person, but nice. And then to my left, I have two neighbors who are a married couple and they're both retired, I'm pretty sure. But basically, the guy, Al, he renovates cars and then they both go to Europe during the summer and ride them. In general, they're both really nice people. I've known them since we like moved here, very nice. They got a new dog who's also super sweet. And yeah, in general, they're like really nice to talk to and stuff. Okay, then in front of me, I have two houses. The first house is a married couple again and they're both archaeologists and they're also super sweet they give us a lot of the stuff that we grow in their yard because they're like professional gardeners and they have a really nice dog too and in general they're like nice people they gave joshua who's my youngest brother a whole like archaeologist kit and stuff and they've like baked dessert for us and things like that so they're really nice then the other house in front is a couple who's in their 90s, I think. But sometimes their grandkids come over. They've let us swim in their pool like once. But yeah, I don't know. I don't really know a lot about them, but haven't bothered me in any way. So they're chill. And then to my left diagonally is another house. And they're also pretty nice, I think. We don't really talk to them a lot, but they've let us use their basketball court and trampoline. And their kids are all in college now, but their kids went to the same high school that I'm gonna be going to next year. So that's kind of cool. And then to my right diagonally is, I'm pretty sure it's just one guy really haven't seen him that much. I only saw him once in like the past six years. But the one time that we did see him, we played pickleball on his pickleball court and that was really cool. And then last but not least, my parents, my mom is a doctor and my dad, I'm pretty sure he's an accountant. Not 100% sure what he does. He doesn't like to disclose his job information to me, but yeah. That's kind of the neighborhood review for my neighbors.
Okay, so the next thing we're going to be talking about as we continue along on this podcast is going to be doing a deep dive on my neighbor, Sig Hansen. So I don't know a lot of these facts personally, but I got them all from a website. So basically the website said that Sig Hansen was born on April 28th in 1966. He was born in Seattle, Washington, and he was born as Sigurd John Hansen. He is known for his work on Cars 2 in 2011 his seventh annual reality television awards in 2020, and Expedition Unknown in 2015. He's married to June Hansen, and they have two children. So here's a fun fact. The previous owners of this house were kind of creepy and would stare at his daughters through the windows, so he built a 35-foot-tall fence with evergreens all in one day. Yeah, the previous owners were also involved in a lot of court cases involving taxes that have been sent to our house since I guess he hasn't updated his address yet. But continuing on with Sig, he was previously married to Lisa Ekstrom. He has a net worth of around $4 million. He is also on every single season of the reality TV show Deadliest Catch. He's had a couple of lawsuits, his most recent one being with his estranged daughter, who's trying to sue him for abuse. Fun fact, he also had a heart attack in the past couple of years. So that's basically the deep dive on Sig. He's, yeah, he does World's Deadliest Catch, where he's a captain of one of the boats, and he goes fishing for king crabs, which is really cool. So that's Sig Hansen for you. So next up, we're going to be talking about something that's honestly pretty surprising about Inisarden that a lot of people don't really know about unless they look up Inisarden's history. And Basically, like any, well, most other neighborhoods back then, Indusarden had some racial restrictions, and I'm going to be reading them out loud. So basically, the restrictions said that no property in said addition shall at any time be sold, conveyed, rented, or leased in whole or in any part to any person or persons, not of the white or Caucasian race. No person other than one of the white or Caucasian race shall be permitted to occupy any property in said addition or portion thereof or building thereon except a domestic servant actually employed by a person of the white or Caucasian race, where the latter is an occupant of such property. It's a good thing that this all changed in the 1960s when it became illegal to discriminate based on race. Okay, so now that we're getting close to the end of the episode, it's time that I do my neighborhood rating. So for Innisarden, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 stars just because I live there. So from personal experience, I know that it's a pretty nice neighborhood, with nice people in it, nice everything in general. So it's going to get 10 out of 10.
Okay, that's all for today. Don't forget to tune in every week for more small town reviews, but don't actually because this is the only episode there's going to be. Bye!